0: and welcome to the Corny and Lind Legal Chatter podcast, where we discuss different but likely scenarios, provide general legal information, and get to know our lawyers. Please note that this podcast series does not provide or intends to provide legal advice.
1: Hi, I'm Elise Thornton. Welcome to another episode of Legal Chatter with Corny and Lind. I'm joined today by Ashley Craig, she's one of our employment lawyers here. Following the recent IEOK Day last Friday, we thought it was quite prudent to start a conversation around workplace bullying and social media. Bullying and violence in the workplace, it directly affects workers' psychological and physical health, which in turn this imposes can impose significant economic and social costs for workers, their families, their organisations and the wider community. This issue is unfortunately very widespread in our country. Statistics released by Safe Work Australia in 2017 noted that 39 per cent of mental disorder claims were caused by harassment, bullying, or exposure to violence, with 37 per cent of workers reported being sworn at or yelled at in the workplace. This resulted in 7,140 Australians being compensated for work-related mental health conditions. It also found that one of the main causes of serious mental health conditions claims were work-related harassment or bullying. Given this unsettling trend, Ashley is going to talk to us today about how social media can play into workplace bullying. So Ashley, do you believe that bullying is following employees home and crossing that work-life balance barrier?
2: Yeah, thanks, Elise. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, with the capacity of phones now these days, we can have our emails, Microsoft Teams, um, the internet uh, at our fingertips. And given that, um, we can check our emails when we're in the bathroom, we can check our emails, you know, at the dinner table, when we're on the train home, as well, um, there are social media platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook that mean we're connected to our colleagues, um, not only at the workplace, but through these platforms. Uh, And again, outside of this... Friday drinks or, you know, going to the gym or a run club with your colleague means that our work lives are no longer just at work, that they're expanding out of the actual physical location and becoming intertwined with our personal lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that an employee needs to be physically at work? To be covered with bullying or harassment or can they be covered when they're at these work drinks when they're at home when they're on the train
2: from the get-go it's probably important to consider what is actually bullying um, from the outset so that we're all clear on well you know what is it for us and what does it look like um in the workplace that is something that i first think we should probably grapple with workplace bullying occurs when an individual or a group of individuals repeatedly behaves unreasonably towards a worker or a group of workers at work, and that behaviour creates a risk to health and safety. So an example could be the making of vexatious allegations against a worker or spreading a rude or inaccurate rumour about an individual and conducting an investigation in in an unfair manner might be considered bullying behaviour in the workplace. I think as well a victimisation or um, practical jokes or um, exclusion from work-related events, unreasonable work expectations, these might also be considered. Uh, bullying. And we're seeing, you know, the effects of these, as you mentioned, is depression, anxiety, sleep disturbances, nausea, muscle tension, and the like. So there's a, a lot of harmful effects that we're seeing from from bullying in the workplace.
1: Definitely. And it's quite, it's a quite widespread with such a broad definition, do you think?
2: Yeah. So it, it can include both bullying at work, but also it doesn't need to be physically at work. To be covered or be seen as bullying or harassment. So the Fair Work Commission has actually said that anti-work is anti-workplace bullying and that whilst you know behaviour might occur at work um, where behaviour isn't at work it, it can also be included in this in this definition. So the expression at work isn't actually defined in legislation, And the same expression um, is used in relation to a primary duty of care in section 19 of the Work, um, Work Health and Safety Act. And so the explanatory memorandum to this act actually states that the primary duty of care is tied to work activities, whether they occur, and is not limited to the confines of a physical workplace. So we can see here that its breadth is is much broader than the actual physical building or work site of an employee.
1: So if I'm required to go visit, say, a client at their business or at their home to conduct a meeting, would I still be covered by this?
2: Yeah, you could potentially. So um, it could even include an employee of a, a labour hire business where they might, uh, you know, for example, be a plumber going to um, someone's home and fixing their pipes or, um, you know, in the current season with COVID, you might be working remotely at your own home or at a library, whatever it may look like. And so it's, it's still considered a workplace and as such, um, as such is, um, you know, a place that bullying
1: can occur in as you said you mentioned COVID there so like in the day that we're living in so you're saying that work from home if you're at your home it's still classified as being at work and the rules still apply
2: yeah so a worker may be at work even if required to perform work at a place other than their own premise so for work to be considered to be at work the alleged you know bullying might not necessarily have occurred while the worker is actively engaged in at work the phrase has temporal connotations and applies equally to all kinds of work and includes entering or moving about or leaving a workplace. It is a broader phrase than um at the employer's place of work.
1: Does the um, fair work actually talk about bullying in itself or is it just a broad topic?
2: Yeah, so the Fair Work Commission's actually considered um a few cases uh pursuant to section seven, eight, nine, F D of the Fair Work Act. And so that's where we um can see the definition that I uh, raised with you earlier that you know a worker is bullied at work while the worker is at work in a constitutionally covered business an individual or a group of individuals repeatedly behaves unreasonably towards the worker and the behavior creates risk to health and safety so um, given that you know the fair work has set out the Fair Work Act has set out this, um definition and has the power uh, or been given the power to review it they actually considered a few cases uh in relation to bullying uh and in particular
1: in respects to social media
2: uh,
1: of Can you late any insight into any of those cases or any that are particularly important yeah so um
2: i guess the forefront of this there is a case um broker and others and DP World Melbourne Limited, and so in that case um, they considered the scope of the phrase at work after allegations had been brought against um, others that various unreasonable insulting Facebook posts were made um, by the person bringing the case uh, against uh, the other person at their other employee. And so they determined um, that actually it was it was too complex, um, the disp- expression of at work, and so the full bench of the Fair Work Commission then considered the matter.
1: What did the uh, full bench believe that at work meant?
2: Yeah, good question. So um, it was a few brains working on the answer. <laughs>
1: um but sure, it's quite complex.
2: Yeah, so if it occurs while workers are performing work, that at work includes any time, or place where the employee is authorised to perform work for the employer or any activity that is authorised by the employer so that could be a meal break it could be checking you know social media at work um, and that bullying in the, on social media posts um, need not be posted at work to be counted or as workplace bullying but it's enough if you know, for example, I'm at lunch scrolling through my Facebook feed or get a direct message on Facebook in which I'm being bullied, that this would constitute enough for a victim to say that they're being bullied at work, even though the perpetrator might have posted this at 10 o'clock the night before whilst at home. Because I'm seeing it at work, it can constitute bullying at work. So it's
1: no longer just confined to the nine to five, is it?
2: No not at all. Um, we can see that um, where there's a substantial connection to work that they'll go yeah, this is you know bullying at the workplace and so they um, they they went on to say in the decision that where a worker is performing work and even if it's not to be limited to the point in time when the comments were first posted But that bullying behaviour would continue for as long as the work at that time um, was relevant, um, that these would remain, um, these comments on social media would remain bullying. And so the worker therefore need not uh, be at work at the time the comments were posted. You know, it's enough if they just view them later, um, at a later stage, while
1: at work, technically. So the bullying comment isn't just linked to the first time it's posted it continues for long after did you say
2: yeah that's that's correct so the behavior continues for as long as the comment remains on facebook for example or linkedin or um, in the direct message or you know even a whatsapp group chat if there is you know 10 employees in a group chat and a, a potentially negative or intimidating comment is made and they're regularly made in that group chat then it it may constitute bullying um, and will continue so long as it's in that um, group chat feed. I think the biggest takeaway from this, this message would be uh, that, you know, our personal social media accounts or our text message that we send in a group chat to, you know, other colleagues, um, that it's no longer just our personal messages, but they actually um, can affect our professional careers and conduct. And so this this case highlights how bullying and social media content has ongoing implications in establishing the grounds for workplace bullying before the Fair Work Commission. So the decision is quite key in shaping what bullying in the workplace can look like and whether there's an interplay with social media or WhatsApp and um, the like of, you know, other
1: social uh, media platforms. Absolutely. So what about? If a colleague deletes me off Facebook, is that classified as workplace bullying or is that fine?
2: (laughs) Well, like any good lawyer's answer, it it depends on the circumstances. Of course. Uh, course. uh, So in the case of Rachel Roberts and uh, View Launceston, uh, as well as uh, Miss Lisa Bird and James Bird, um, the unfriending of a, a colleague on social media was taken into consideration when establishing workplace bullying. So the unfriending of a colleague was um, not found to be workplace bullying in and of itself. However, when there were other circumstances in which um, that took place, then it could be seen as um, indicative
1: of unreasonable behaviour. So what other circumstances would unfriending have to be coupled with to be classified as workplace bullying?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So it could be um, that The personal perpetrator is also belittling the colleague, their colleague, or making humiliating comments in front of others. Um, They might be refusing to let them turn the air conditioning up or down. Um, They might be deliberately delaying performing any tasks, which amounts to them having unreasonable pressure on themselves. Uh, They might be directing potential clients away from them or... I'm not acknowledging them in the morning, for example, when I come into the offices and saying good morning to everyone else, except for you, Elise, that might be considered, you know, bullying if I'm doing it every morning Um, or, you know, eavesdropping on a a telephone conversation that that really shouldn't be privy to. And then, you know, using that information in a hurtful way could also be, you know, bullying if it's it's done on that more regular basis.
1: So how do those behaviours tie back into the social media aspect of the case? Well, I guess um, where those aspects are occurring,
2: and there's also conduct on social media, the courts are going to look at the sum total in establishing whether the workplace, workplace bullying is occurring. So it's not just incidences in isolation. They're looking at all of the circumstances to determine whether it's actually occurring. But what can
1: an employee do if they feel they are being bullied?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I guess um, from the get-go, you know, you can talk about it with someone at home. Um, You might need to seek professional help um, where you are feeling down, so calling Lifeline or a counsellor or psychologist. Um, But legally, there are also options um, to put in place a stop order. And so that is an order awarded by the Fair Work Commission, that uh, the perpetrator engaging in bullying stop, and so that's done under sections seven, eight, nine FC and seven, eight, nine FF of the Fair Work Act. So I guess there's a multifaceted sort of um, way to look at the bullying behaviour, and it might simply be you know also addressing it with um, your HR person, of which they might have a mechanism in place to help resolve it. There might be internal um, forums in which you can discuss the behaviour and, uh, and you know, talk about it if you feel comfortable with a perpetrator uh, and then address it from there. They might also have an other solutions of redeployment um, where it's continuing and unhelpful in that respect.
1: So with those orders that you were talking about, what happens if the perpetrator doesn't follow these? Is there anything else that can be done?
2: Yeah, so if... It is the unfortunate case where they continue engaging in that bullying behaviour. Um, The victim can actually bring an action in court, and there'll be financial penalties potentially awarded against the perpetrator in that respect. So that's sort of a means of recourse uh, for the victim.
1: So I can imagine quite important for employees to be involved, as you said, the HR manager providing support. So, so what can employees do to deal with social media from the get-go?
2: Well, I, I guess um, I should clarify, deal with social media bullying there. Um, it's, it would be really important for someone to have an anti-bullying policy in the workplace and that it appropriately address employee conduct in respect to social media. Uh, in order to reduce the risk of exposure to claims of bullying and anti-bullying beha- anti, uh, behaviour. So, uh, as well as you know having a policy, it's important that such policy be implemented and that employees are trained in relation to that policy. Um, it's not mm, simply enough to have it and to never um, upskill your employees as to what it says or what it means for them. So the do's and don'ts of behaviour and as well where um, bullying does occur that this policy is followed and is seen to be followed in the workplace so where there is an investigation process that such investigation be done fairly um, that you know the allegations are explored it might be that an external uh person is called in um to conduct such investigation um so there's a lot of uh steps that employers can take in that respect. Um, And I guess um, they're also responsible um, for encouraging um, the right culture in, in a workplace. So bullying plays out during interactions between people, and it's actually usually coming from the way the work is designed or organised. So it's the way that people and the tasks are coordinated together that allows bullying to flourish or not. So it may be the case that the employer can redesign the work so that this bullying no longer occurs uh, between certain employees or where there's time pressures that they're not exposed to that risk. So from that perspective, it's important for an employer to build a culture where people can call out certain behaviour and shift that behaviour. The employer, you know, should consider whether events are indicators of larger issues where bullying has occurred rather than just individual cases, because they might need to um, have a good look at their workplace
1: culture. It's really about engaging with your employees. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's important to have those conversations with employees and uh, to always be on the forefront and proactive in ensuring that um such conduct isn't occurring because often, you know, where there isn't a policy in place, it's too little too late. Um, And so legislation compels employers to take an active approach to this issue and to use the implementation of a policy, you know, as a catalyst for change in the culture of a a workplace.
1: What should those policies include? What should they talk about in them? What kind of policies should there be, really? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So, um,
2: I guess, you know, they should set out what bullying is, um, what it's not, um, uh, include details of, you know, um, how people are to use social media um, and, you know, how they're to engage in, like, LinkedIn and things like that. Um, you know, what are... Viewed as acts of hostility and aggression, um, and you know what's considered unfriendly behaviour towards colleagues. These are all things that should be included in such policy to help mitigate the risk um, of you know uh, this kind of behaviour taking place in in a workplace.
1: I guess in this day and age as well, we're, we're encouraged to interact with our, like our colleagues on social media, And but what are the, some of the risks that employees, are risks of them engaging on social media? What should their employees be aware of and how should they encourage them to do it appropriately?
2: Yeah, so it's important for them to maintain a balance between that personal and professional use of social media. So, um, you know, while it may seem that connecting online with your colleagues is a natural and you know risk-free proposition and you know decision to friend or unfriend a colleague is entirely a personal prerogative it's not always the case the use of Facebook can lead to serious consequences if the relationship turns sour for whatever reason and for some individuals being unfriended or blocked on social media can be viewed as an act of hostility or aggression and can be akin to you know refusing to let a colleague sit with you at lunch or you know join you for drinks on Friday. Um, So I guess, you know, we can use um, this sort of a policy or workplace um, uh, dynamics to understand, you know, what's generally okay and what's not okay. So what should employees and employers be wary of
1: overall, really?
2: Yeah, so for an employer, um, they'd want to address the use of social media in a workplace bullying policy. And ensure that there's no doubt as to what conduct will constitute bullying in a workplace and for an employee uh, they should really consider their private use of social media as to whether it's um, relevant or irrelevant to bullying conduct and make sure that you know every post that you make is something that you would be happy um, to say to someone's face if at all or whether you'd be happy you know to put in the newspaper and have it published for everyone to read um you know, it's better to not post something if you're concerned about it than to post. So better yet, you know, that biblical principle of do to others as they'd have them do to you and don't put anything on social media that might insult or humiliate someone. Yeah,
1: it's like your mum always says, it stays on the internet forever, so you've got to be careful what you say. Exactly, exactly. So when yeah. do, you think it's inappropriate for an employer to step in, if at all.
2: Um, I think from the get-go, it's important for an employer to jump in straight away. Um, If you leave it, that's when problems um, can arise and start to fester and, you know, it's best in most circumstances to nip something in the bud and bullying is definitely one of those things. Um, You don't want to leave your sandwich in the bottom of your lunchbox to go mouldy for a whole week. Um, It's best to, you know, take your lunchbox out, wash it out and... um, and keep it clean yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i guess from that aspect um you know it's it's always important to step in straight away
1: so what can they do to prevent bullying behavior both online and more generally within the workplace
2: yeah so i I touched on that earlier i think um it's really important to have the right policy you know to encourage responsible use of technology um and you know whether that's um instant messaging in the workplace or emails, but also social media platforms outside of the web or outside of what they may think is the workplace and to ensure that um, your company has the right culture where you know people will call out any behaviour that could be considered bullying or um, intimidating towards other employees.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's all we have time for today, Ashley. Thank you so much for your time and your insights. Uh, I think this also is an important reminder that whilst we may not be seeing our colleagues face-to-face in the current environment, it's important to remember that your online interactions can still be regarded as workplace behaviours. And If you feel you have been a victim to bullying either online or at the office, it's important to know you're not alone and to please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Should you require any assistance, please contact our office for further information and assistance. Thanks for your help today, Ash. Thanks,
2: Elise.
1: Bye now.
0: Thank you for listening to the Corny and Lind Legal Chatter podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode of Corny and Lind Legal Chatter. If you require specific legal advice for your situation, contact us directly on 7 3252 or go to www.cornianlind.com.au forward slash contact